0: Welcome to the Doctors of Running Virtual Roundtable, where we, a group of doctors of physical therapy, discuss the art and the science to the stuff that we are putting on our feet. We are continuing our conversations. This is episode 67 of the podcast. Um, We started these conversations on our DPT approved awards, which are talking about our favorite and best shoes of 2021 in different categories we started it in episode 65 where we covered daily trainers 66 covers performance trainers that are non-plated and today we are continuing the conversation on performance trainers which are plated i know i've gone through this every single time so far but just because um We, If this is your first time listening about DPT approved, I like to tell people a little bit about our process. So our team of seven has ran over 14,500 miles, um, which probably now at this point when this is released is going to be Closer to 15,000 plus. Well, definitely, it will definitely be over that uh, by the time this is released. Um, and we've tested over 110 shoes this year. And so we've been able to put a lot of miles on a lot of different shoes. And we're giving our thoughts on different categories and what we like uh, from a design standpoint. Functionality standpoint and what shoes we've also enjoyed the most. So that's kind of what we're continuing the conversation on today. Again, today is on performance trainers uh, that are plated options. And again, our definition for performance trainer is a shoe that specializes for up-tempo running workouts and can even double as a racer for some is even better if the shoe can handle warmups as well and do a few easy miles on the ends of workouts, but typically isn't as comfortable for daily mileage. A couple caveats here. Um, We aren't excluding shoes that are designed to be top racing shoes that are plated. Um, We think that there are some of those that maybe don't function as well for race day or maybe they do. They will for some. We're we're not really black and white people. We're pretty nuanced about these conversations because people are complex and different. But um, just know that those shoes uh, are not excluded from this category. So we have a lot of shoes that are not designed as top marathon racers that are eligible for this award. Um, and then there are other ones that are touted as racers that are also eligible. What do you got, DJ? Yeah,
2: I just want to say, too, historically speaking, a lot of the marathon racers have been performance trainers for a lot of people, including elites. Before the whole super
0: shoe era. Before
2: the super shoe era. So do not take anything we say with the fence. There may or may not be some racing options that are designed to be racing shoes that we think do fit in the performance trainer category.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. which can also be a little bit of a nod to them because of their ability to handle some training from a, like a durability standpoint too.
2: Yeah. Or even able to shift gears a little slower where it's not just going fast.
0: Yeah. Spoiler alert. The Adios pro two is not in this category because that shoe cannot go slow. (laughs) It's not made for that. And it's not made for daily battles. Do not do that. Or the prime. Oh, Fast only. I was gonna say PrimeX. Technically, PrimeX is eligible for this award. It did not get our any of our votes. <laughs> I, I guess technically, I would. Uh, hey, technically anything, eligible. Got
2: a two oh nine in it.
0: Yeah. I mean, we can't, I mean, people can run fast in these shoes. Yeah. You can run uh, fast in any it's shoe. Not, I, it's not, there's like probably people that approved. I've yeah. Got a,
2: yeah. I've got a couple of my own theories behind some of these shoes and why they might work for certain people. I'll talk about that
0: off air, but yeah.
2: uh, you can <laughs> certainly run fast in pretty much any shoe.
0: Yes. Oh, also I forgot to give this caveat before we jump in. We've been having some technical difficulties um, with Uh, the internet and riverside and so we are recording on zoom so we do apologize for any audio issues that you might experience or video quality um we are hopefully gonna have that figured out (coughs) dj hopefully he uh (coughs) can (coughs) fix his uh (coughs) chrome browser or whatever is going on with his computer sorry that was probably annoying to get all those coughs i really apologize so yeah, anyway we're so, so we're not using riverside
1: we're using a different city right now we're using uh Loma linda
0: <laughs> is riverside a city in california yeah it is actually. yeah 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 there's a, uh, i should have said redlands there, riverside yeah i should have said redlands we're using so, uh, redlands fm yeah <laughs> no we're on zoom we're on zoom <laughs> on zoom all right well let's jump in uh we've done this same way the last couple times we're going to start with our own individual picks which may or may not have been our top pick um And we'll kind of explain that as we go. And then at the end, we'll give our consensus pick. We each got to pick our top three. And if it was our number one pick, it got five points. If it was our number two pick, it got three points. If it was our number three pick, it got one point. The shoe with the most points at the end was our consensus pick. That's kind of how we went about it. Um, And if you have your favorite, you know, plated performance trainer, we'd love to hear what that is as well. So please let us know below. But um, as we have been, let's just keep the rhythm going. DJ, why don't you start us off with, your uh your contributor pick
2: sure um my contributor pick so this was a very close race and it almost got my number one but it is my number two and that is the mizuno rebellion and Mm. so we're talking it's a fiberglass plate full length it's bifurcated through the forefoot there it gives a nice amount of responsiveness and flexibility to it i mean it's it's definitely got some rigidity because of the plate but it's more flexible than some of the other carbon-plated options. Um, really aggressive lugs, great traction. It's a P-Bax midsole. Um, I mean, honestly, it's a pretty responsive shoe, relatively minimal. It, I think it's like 8.9 ounces. I mean, this is a performance trainer, and um, I've been able to do everything in it. I've done 20, 22 miles
0: in it. Me too. Yeah, yep.
2: I did a 22-mile run in it. Um, I've done long tempo runs in it. I do have several miles in the low fives in it. I don't think I've gone sub five in these guys yet, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a performance trainer. It does a little bit of everything really well. It's not really a master at any of them. So it kind of falls right into this category. So it's like, wouldn't quite race in it, but I would not mind doing workouts in it. I have done workouts in it. So,
0: and you've talked about with your, in those miles, you know, that you ran in the low fives you know, there's a difference between like gutting out a low five mile in a shoe and like hating it. And then there you like, Oh, I hit a, I hit a low five and the shoe did great. Like the way you talked about it, that shoe did well in that space. You weren't like pulling it along.
2: Yeah. I'm not sure it would really be that much more comfortable faster than that. (laughs) I think like, that's kind of where it starts to cap out for me, which would Mm -hmm. probably be, I don't know, like Uh, i have no idea longer than 10k shorter than 10 miles for me as far as like if i was racing the distance yeah so that kind of effort more that longer kind of up tempo threshold type um hopefully i can go a half marathon at that pace pretty soon i don't know we'll see right (laughs) that'd be cool (laughs) that'd be cool i wouldn't mind a 106 105 but
0: (laughs) sweet and actually matt why don't you talk next because it might make the most sense for you to just continue the conversation.
1: So my top uh, per- plated performance trainer was... Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh so- like,
0: one of it. <laughs> That's not what we just talked about.
1: They've been telling me... They had to remind me multiple times not to actually say what my top pick is, and I keep forgetting. Um, but I do want to talk about this really quick. It is not my top pick, and it's not on this list, because technically it's more of a racing flap. We mentioned this, that the Fuel Cell RC Elite 2 is... For me, not aggressive enough to be used for anything below a marathon, personally. A lot of people, it's going to work well. And I've used this for daily training, for long runs. Um, I think it's for a lot of people going to be really nice because it's not the most aggressive of a lot of the plated racing flats. And it kind of borders in this category What's a little bit less aggressive. People want a little bit more soft um, shoe that can double for some training miles. This might be a really nice option. Um, but going on to the real stuff, my number two was the uh, Mizuno Wave Rebellion, and the reasoning for this is because it just worked really well for me. I had a little bit more trouble running fast in this, but for daily training, because I like firmer rides, the way the fiberglass plate is set up acts to me like it provides stability for me because it's got the, it's elevated in the midfoot, so it comes up and like it's almost like this nice like pseudo guide rail s where it comes up on both sides, and that worked super well for me. Um, in terms of daily miles, I have lots of mileage on this shoe. The shoe is super durable. I I have a hundred miles on this pair and like, there's nowhere on there, which is amazing. So durability is awesome. I, the grip, this is not a trail shoe. I've used it on trails, right? Normally that's
2: David's job is to take shoes not supposed to go on road on trail. I, I have I, a trail segment in those shoes.
1: Yeah. So I've, I've done the same thing and the grip is great. It's durable um sizing is a little bit it's the production model that we got now is 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 much better on that yeah it does fit a little snug so i opened things up with a little lacing technique for me but yeah it was it was one of my top performance changers because i could do so much in it i had trouble at top end speeds but tempo stuff like that was really 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 good so i really enjoyed this shoe um am i doing are we doing number three
0: uh, i'll, I'll kind of start with three. it you want to do it yeah yeah so yeah the yeah, thing is know. we all had the is, same
1: top three this, in different orders
0: this was the only time so far that you know the three shoes that hit our top three and we try to kind of give them to each other blind to some extent and so we all had the same three in our top three so <clears throat> this shoe is actually my number one in this category and that was the Hoka Carbon X2. Um, what I I kind of mentioned this when I was talking about the Mach 4, but the rubberized DVA is, although not like the the most durable, it's thick enough where it's durable enough. And for me, it I can't run in it in the winter because any layer of snow, it just has no chance. I did it last year and it just was awful to be honest. Um, but through the rest of the year, which is like what two months of no winter around here. Um, no, it's more than that, but, um, it, I just, I think it's slightly more aggressive, than the Mach four in terms of its geometry, you have a, a little bit more of aggressive rocker. The forefoot is a bit stiffer, but not totally rigid. Like some of the other like marathon plated racers, you get a little bit of flex from there, which allows it to kind of like be that variable pace for some different types of workouts, like fart licks and stuff where you need to go a little slower. Sometimes I just think it's a super smooth shoe and um, could, I mean, obviously can pick up the pace. Uh, it's <laughs> Walmsley did some incredible things when wearing that shoe and that, you know, and, and so he's running, I mean, he wasn't running blazing fast, but he ran fast for a long time. Um, and I think you've talked about David, you should probably pipe in here too. Like you've kind of topped that shoe out. You felt like, um, in some of your workouts, but for someone in my category, it did everything that I needed it to, um, from, a speed standpoint for, you know, tempo work, obviously, but the warm ups and cooldowns are super nice. And again, just that smooth geometry and the soft outsole just made it feel like I wasn't pounding the ground. And I just, I really enjoyed workouts in that shoe.
2: Yeah. I mean, to piggyback off of that, I think it kind of goes back to that conversation we were having earlier saying that some of these performance trainers can also double as racers and historically have done so. And I think this could totally be a viable option for the marathon. I think yes. half marathon, we're, we're kind of pushing it depending on what speed the person is and how hard you're running. But there have been people that have run pretty fast halves in this. I know someone that's gone 104. Um, what's up?
1: I, I think for a majority, I mean, it, you know, talking elite versus right, majority right. runners out there. Yeah, I think this actually might make a great, intro, another great intro racing Uh, Shoot for a lot of people, so Hoka did a great job. Yeah, Uh, super stable.
2: I agree completely. It's just not quite as good at those top end speeds, but it's not meant to be. It's an ultra marathon racer. This was designed to break the hundred k world record. Yep. So if we put that into perspective, that's
0: sixty two miles. So it's crazy. (laughs) That's a little bit longer than a marathon. So that was one of my. That was one of those watching Walms they do that was one of the most like exhilarating and heart-wrenching and then like encouraging when he spoke afterwards like after just you know falling short of the world record but also like beating his own time by a ton you know like there was just so many it was a it was a a lesson in how to respond to running you know where he you could tell he just was in a really good headspace about it and um, Henry and I watched together you know oh, that's as he cool. was running through the finish so henry was like cheering him on and so that was fun and so. also
2: just major shout out since we're on project carbon x2 raj paul panu former saint mary's gale
0: hey much love keep crushing it brother i'll see you at cim sweet and then also one more thing the badgers beat the gales at the uh <laughs> sorry badger basketball finally gets a tournament win um and i can't be too excited because the badgers just lost football so they didn't make the big 10 championship because they i don't need to go into it, <laughs> it has to do with the veer uh, no i'm not going to speak don't do negatively. It. Don't i don't do want to speak negatively it just didn't go well anyway uh so right now we've talked about a couple of shoes that have been our contributor pick so carbon x2 talked about the waiver bell which for you guys, both of you is like on the verge. Cause I think we, uh, in this category, we we debated between performance trainer and versatile and having a versatile like category and our picks would have changed a little bit depending on how we did it, but we wanted to go in the performance trainer, just because um, we wanted to differentiate it from daily training a little bit more. So anyway uh, and then you talked about RC elite Two being another option that has the durability and um, a bit of that versatility to be able to do different types of speed work um, and obviously can double like we said this category things can double as a racer and obviously many 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 people are racing in the carbon x carbon x2 and in the rc elite so yeah david you have one more you wanted to talk about (laughs) Which I totally, I totally agree
1: with David on this. It's a, this is a great shoe. Yeah, I totally agree with him on this. Bring it in, in no negative way.
2: (laughs) The Rocket X, (laughs) the Hoka One One Rocket X. So obviously, this is designed to be a racing shoe. People have run fast in this shoe. Um, This is what the Hoka pros, ninety nine percent of them are wearing when it comes to race day, um, if it's marathon or below. And, um, but for a lot of people, it's just not quite as responsive as some of the other options out there. And it feels a little bit more trainer-like. It's not quite as aggressive as some of these other racing shoes. And you can, you can slow down the pace a little bit. You can get some long run type efforts in it. You can obviously run fast in this shoe, but uh, I think it definitely dabbles on that performance trainer side of things i mean i've taken this on 15 mile runs fine (laughs) it's like but i i don't know if i would quite want to reach for it on race day you know what i mean out of the lineup of the shoes that are available and the shoes that work for me i don't know if i'm quite there but amazing shoe to work out in. it's it's a great shoe i have nothing against the rocket x um i think it just it, it ever so closely dabbles to that performance trainer i mean the carbon x2 definitely is like boom it's in there but yep. this one is more on that line where it's like okay it's a racer like first and foremost but it's it's a little bit performance trainer too
0: Yep, totally go ahead matt i i had that same experience when we, when we
1: first got that shoe i went to a i was at a weekend course uh the spinal manipulative institute and i i Something happened. I think I was working, I was doing too many things at once. The PhD, and for whatever reason, that was the only shoe I grabbed. I think I thought I had more shoes in my car, and I didn't. And that was the only shoe I had that weekend. And I run a lot, I run multiple
0: times a day. So for workout, <laughs> he runs way more run. than I do. Yeah, it's so weird how much you run. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> no wonder you have no time to do anything. You're just like always running.
1: Literally, the only thing that keeps me calm is just keep running so I don't panic. Um. But that it did fine. I used it for a shakeout run. I used it for uh, a fartlek workout. I was crazy and did a hill workout as well and a long run. I just, there was a lot going on that weekend and I just needed a fence. So do not, (laughs) do not look at my training and go, he's got a plan. There's no plan. It's just whatever happens. I'm either pacing my wife or I'm going nuts. So, But it was great, and I think that there's there's a lot of, I know we said we weren't going to say versatile, but the Rocket X has a lot of that, and it is really comfortable. So another Mm -hmm. one you can handle, warming up, cooling down, feels fine. It is a little bit lower drops if you need a little bit more, that maybe not much, but
0: it was just comfortable. It was a great, it was a good shoe, just not the shoe I would reach for for racing. Also, speaking of that, just for anybody wondering, we are doing a whole um, award and episode on racing race day shoes. So um, we'll do we'll do an episode on that.
2: Yeah. You know, you can't go a whole year and do an entire award series without talking about racing. Right. I mean, what's the point of even having super shoes if uh, you don't talk about them?
1: (laughs) Especially since so many came out this year uh that's a great that's a great line right there get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of tom brady a netflix live event happening may 5th hosted by kevin hart the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific Time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live, only on Netflix.
0: All right. You guys ready? We'll do our I, consensus pick? I didn't
1: say this the whole time this time. I would We're like I, I would like I'm some very acknowledgments. Also, I don't We're have proud. it anymore so that helps.
0: Yes. Yeah, I, so I grab it and then put- <laughs> question for you guys. This is how I'm going to announce it. Have have either of you are either of you Survivor fans? Like do you watch Survivor? Neither no. of you. Okay. Well, I'll my, give, you a, little... I, I'll give TV, you a little. My family does. Not my thing. I don't own a TV, so. Okay. Weird. Um, no, that's great. That's yeah. wonderful. Uh, but here's here's kind of one of the things. So it's hard to win the game of Survivor. Okay. And uh, I haven't seen all the seasons. So for you Survivor, like people out there, you know, you can tell me I'm wrong, but don't, because I don't want any spoilers because my wife and I just picked up Survivor last year. And we're just like binge watching to get to season 40. We have not watched season 40 yet, which is an episode where they or a season where they have 20 previous winners come back um, to compete against each other.
2: It's one of those shows. They pump out like three seasons a year. That's how they have 40. Yes, it's crazy. Um, If that was your question, I don't know. (laughs) I just see.
1: (laughs) Shouldn't a show. I've never seen it, but a show called Survivor. If you lose, you should you
2: die, right? Is that what that means? Oh my gosh. I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm just kidding. (laughs) not squid game (laughs) i take you to an an island and you play squid game that is is exactly what happens i'm
1: just kidding i do know the premise of the show but i thought that just eh.
0: sometimes i have
1: thoughts and i say things so as far as i
0: know as far as i know there uh to this point until season 40 obviously a winner is going to win again but before season 40 there's only one person who has ever won the show of survivor twice um two-time winner which means she took home a million dollars twice um, her name is sandra and she has this line when she comes back for a third season and then she comes back for season 42 when she comes back to a third season she keeps saying the line to people like the queen's still queen queen's still queen and so basically i think our consensus pick bringing this all the way back Queen's still queen. Um, we, are, we have picked the Saucony Endorphin Speed 2. Um, I'm holding up the Run Shield version. Uh, that's not the version we have. That's the one I have in my hand. But um, the Endorphin Speed 2, which arguably, you know, is the shoe of the year last year. Queen's still queen. It wins performance trainer from us this year. Um, and David, why don't you start talking about it first? Oh, Matt, Matt, you look really excited. Why don't you start it's, talking it's first? Fine. It's no, fine. No, you go. Your face I, looks so disappointed.
1: My my one comment on this is, and I Nathan and I, I think David, you might've had a similar experience, but Nathan and I had the same thing where they supposedly didn't change the sole, but the heel security was noticeable or the heel stability was noticeably different. And I don't know if it's just from changing the upper, but it wasn't like the first version was, was too unstable in the heel for me to utilize yep. as a performance same. trainer. It was like, I can only do workouts in this. I can't handle daily training in this. That's just it. That totally changed. Um, it, this version to me, didn't feel as fast as the first one, but it felt more trainer-like, and I could get a lot more miles on it, even though, again, agreed, the midsole felt different, not in a bad way, in a great way. It felt more like it's not a stability shoe by any means, but it just had enough there that I was like, I can handle daily training in this, but I don't know what happened because it was really supposedly just an upper change, but It just felt different.
2: I mean, this, this one felt faster to me.
1: It did. Oh, weird. Really? That's great. That's good. So why do you, why do you think so?
2: Yeah, let's talk about this. I I think it's the upper, the upper security is significantly better on this. Your foot's on the platform. You you just get more ground feel. You feel more connected to the shoe and the ground underneath you. And I think because of that, that transition from that heel through the midfoot onto the forefoot going through toe off that whole transition just felt a lot smoother to me. And I felt like that toe off, because of all of that, I got a little bit more out of it. Mm-hmm. And so I could go a little bit slower than I could in the other model, and I can go a little bit faster than I could in the other model. So for me, this even though it's just an upper change, it was a big step up. Mm-hmm. The, the, the platform itself does feel the same to me. It doesn't feel any different, but I feel so much more locked into it. And that is a game changer because the the first one, I did like the first one. I didn't have a problem with it. I know a lot of people had like rear foot instability issues. Um, But this one, I just felt so much more connected to the shoe. And I've done some solid runs in this. And Mm -hmm. I mean, some of my best long runs have come in this shoe. And um, yeah, I mean, it's a shoe that, it does have a special place in my heart for that reason. It's like one I wouldn't quite race in. It's one I wouldn't train in like for daily miles, but long run workout, things like that. It's it's definitely something that if I'm not reviewing other shoes, it's it's something on my mind. And
0: yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I, I, um, I couldn't get many miles in version one, uh, because of the rear foot instability and mainly on my right foot where I've had some pretty, significant ankle sprains, like back when I was in soccer. Um, And we've talked about ankle sprains on the podcast before, but there's long-term implications for severe ankle sprains in terms of um, laxity. And so I had issues big time in the version one, version two, they really did lock in the heel so much better. And additionally, the way that the upper is integrated, it's a little less like, um, a little less rigid than the first version. And What that did is part of that midsole and part of the sidewall, like dug into my foot in version one and just kind of pushed it weird in the heel. And in version two, it's just so much smoother and just a, it's just a better upper and you get a lot of the same performance. I think it gained a little bit of weight, which is why for me, it did feel a little bit just, I mean, I felt like it did just, just as well, picking up the pace has, a lot more bounce to it than in even the pro does. In my opinion, I think the pro is a lot more stiff and rigid and like rolling. Whereas I think that the speed Two has more flexibility because it's just the P backs plate and it just has more bounce and it it has, you can really feel the foam, uh, especially in the heel compressing more so than in the pro um, too. And so it's, it's a really great performance trainer. This is one of those picks. So I put this as my number one, um, for me, even though it's not my favorite shoe, I think it's the, the best one for the most people. And so the only issue I have is because of the excessive laxity that I have in that ankle. I'll, Cause the, my, my other foot does fine. It's just that, that, that I have going on, like limits my use of it for really long stuff. But when I want to like enjoy a workout, it's the shoe I would pick out. Cause it can really, it can, it can go fast and the, the locking of the heel is really good just a fun shoe to run in is it it pbacks or nylon plates i'm not trying to correct you
2: i think it's like the same difference i think it's an infected nylon
0: yeah sorry yeah you're right thank you nylon that's okay i'm just it's probably the same thing i don't know i don't know (laughs) material science people tell us someone help us yeah good point but good to point that out um
1: go ahead matt Can we also other, so that was also one of my, my top picks as well, just for what Nathan said. And I think it, it isn't, it's a great shoe. It's not necessarily my go-to shoe, but one of the reasons that I personally chose it as a top one was simply because it works really well for such a large group of people. And I think the, the upper lockdown, people don't talk about uppers a lot. And we, I think we had an episode on this where we talked about this a little bit more, But uppers make a huge difference. It's it's one of the first things that you're going to notice about shoe is like, how is your foot lock in? How's the fit? And I think that the update here was so good because oftentimes people when it's because right now, most shoe companies are doing like an every other like a two year cycle for the midsole. Right. So the for the middle year, they just do an upper change. And a lot of times people are like, ah, they complain saying, you know, what is this shoe really new? This one did. And that's, this is, you got to pay attention to fit. Every part of the shoe is important, whether it's the midsole, the fit, the lockdown. And I think this is a great example of how that happens. And that's one of the reasons it just worked. This shoe works well for people. And we're, we're super fortunate that we get a lot of shoes sent to us. We do buy some of the shoes um, on here, but Not everybody can afford that. And I think a lot of people ask like, hey, what's one shoe that might work for me? Like if I'm just looking for a shoe, I can handle daily training, workouts and racing. The Speed 2 is just one of those shoes because that's kind of how it was designed, right? It's it's supposed to be the lightweight trainer companion to the pro, but plenty of people are going to be able to use it as a racing flat, especially people that find the plated, the like carbon plated Mm -hmm. shoes too stiff. So Mm -hmm. it just, it was a really nice update from Saucony.
2: Oh, and I just to add to that, um if you have a hard time with lower drops or you feel like this is a little bit too aggressive (laughs) or that rocker is a little too sharp, the Mizuno Rebellion is almost the exact same shoe. (laughs) It's just like a higher and higher drop firmer for sure. Slightly firmer. It's it's a very, very similar shoe, but it's a little bit more forgiving on the calves and Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh yeah, definitely more stable. I would say significantly more firm rebellion, yeah. but David and I experience firmness very differently. We've learned. He thought <laughs> the Bondi
2: X was like marshmallow soft.
0: Yes, it is. No,
2: it's not
1: <laughs> okay. Okay, hold on. We do know, so I'm gonna nerd out for you too, based on some of the research that I've done that you yeah, know, we know the this. perception yeah, of comfort is totally different depending on the person which is why we always suggest if you find your mechanics and your taste match one of us, stick with that person because it'll, yeah. it'll probably be similar.
0: Yeah, and if you want to stick with David,
2: I, I like the Bondi X. I Me have too. nothing against the Bondi X, but it is not marshmallow soft.
0: And I think it, I think it's <laughs> wicked soft. So um, it's, it, but it, that's why I, I joke about that. But I, I think, yeah, there's a difference between rebellion and the speed two in terms of the speed two is going to be softer um and it's definitely you know but they both have responsiveness it just comes in a different comes in a different capacity and just a great shoe queen stays queen yep sure it's more fun to do uh references like that when people get it you know but i had to like explain it all and uh, i just don't
2: think it's that great of a reference nathan
0: well I, I appreciate I seen, your I, feedback. I I do think that's a it's an
2: appropriate reference. That <laughs> I, I'm still mourning over the Wisconsin St. Mary's loss. Oh so, no! I mean, when I, <laughs> I feel good. They, about
0: it because you beat us last year. You yeah, know, yeah. like it it like it felt like it just evened it out. I it didn't even came feel like circle. Yeah, yeah. I didn't feel triumphant in it. I was just like, oh, that's fun. You well, know,
2: I, I think Wisconsin's a very underrated team too. I think. Well, that's kind you of you. Yeah, I, I think they're way better than people are giving them credit for. So there's this really
0: great diagram um, that I that I, I had a friend send me where it's um, oh I should look it up. I'm gonna find it. Give me like ten seconds. Oh, I'm pulling was... it up. Here it comes
2: <laughs> to our listeners and viewers. I am sorry for starting this tangent.
0: All <clears throat> right, I found it. About to embark upon. <laughs> so it says. Oh man, I don't know if we can see. Oh, this. I
2: can. It says no, I could see the triangle, but I can't. Okay. I can so see the tri- badger.
0: It's a triangle with a badger in the middle. And it says, um, I start to believe again. First. Arrow two, I get my hopes up. Arrow two, I get disappointed. With an arrow right there saying, you are here. <laughs> <laughs> and then an arrow back to, I start to believe again. I get my hopes up. I get disappointed. That's what the badgers do to you. Yeah. Um, so, anywho. I'm really curious about what Saucony does. Sorry, this is just like ninety degree turn back to our actual conversation. Um, I'm really curious to see what they do with the Speed Three next year. Um, knowing that, you know, that cycle that Matt talked about, it'll see if they take a shoe that's been wildly popular and has worked for a lot of people. We'll see if they make any major changes to it, either with a new foam or if they change geometry and maybe widen it a little bit to make it even differentiated more from the Pro. I'm curious to see what they do but yeah. it's all our best guesses is the blah blah, blah blah that's it oof i think the fact that i just mumbled means that we should wrap this up we should we should so there it is that's our plated uh, performance trainer dpt approved awards consensus goes to the sock endorphin speed two and then we had The Mizuno Wave Rebellion got the next amount of points, just barely missed our consensus pick. And then uh, also the... Carbon X2 was picked by all of us to be on the top. And then we talked about some other options. Um, but if you, again, if you wanted to listen back at our most pre, our previous episode to this one, we talked about non-plated performance trainers that could also double as racers. Um, and we actually hit a lot of shoes in that episode. So feel free to jump back to that. Um, and we just appreciate you guys following, following along with this and we'll be jumping on in the conversation next time with another category, which is yet to be determined. Uh, but Good luck to, well, actually, when this airs, DJ, you'll be done with CIM. Will I? When when this airs? Yeah, because this is going to air, this will air not this Wednesday, but the one after.
2: I'll leave that up to our, our media wizard, shout out Bach. Yeah. um either way i'm excited i feel i feel pretty good about things and we're just gonna go have fun and and enjoy it i mean the the trial standards and everything nothing's published yet so it just doesn't just go out there have fun and you need to be, go have fun it's, yeah it's gonna be fun
0: yep and you picked your shoe do we want to talk about that no okay great well we'll talk to you guys next time have a great night day morning whatever it is when you're listening to this